What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on, guys? It's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And I'm really excited for today's episode because we're hanging with my guy, Ty, Ty Cordner, who I met uh, at the Empowered Brotherhood men's you know, weekly workout in Austin, Texas. Yes, I was down there for a month. Um, but dude, it's good to have you on. I'm excited to get into your story. Thanks for waking Happy up early. Man. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, banging out we're, we're both uh, up early getting this podcast recording in because he's a busy man and you were up yeah, how late last night midnight uh, one. I, I, but after 12 i from the restaurant got in pretty yeah. late yeah yeah well i'm excited you to, been close to 1 30 <laughs> yeah and now here we are up at 6 7 a.m so thanks <laughs> seven for, my uh, time yeah yeah <laughs> thanks for being available i appreciate it so much um, man, you're, uh, I think I was just attracted to, and I think probably a lot of people are just your, your personality, your energy, your, uh, your beast in the gym. So we had fun there, but I imagine you, uh, you bring that same type of levity and Everywhere. joy to, to your work, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have you, it's almost have everything. you always been that way when you were a, a, a little kid or what, what was life like? Cause you said you were raised in Tobago. What'd you say? Yeah, I was born in Trinidad and grew up in Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. it's a happy place, but it's like, you got to have no choice but to be happy. You know what I mean? You're surrounded by the beautiful awesome. ocean, beautiful people, food, yeah. beautiful yeah. sun. So you kind of have to be happy. So I kept yeah. that with me throughout my entire life, you know? My family's yeah. the same yeah. way. Really yeah. happy family, happy folks, yeah. Are you still have a lot of family back there? Or are they back here in the my, States? Most of my family's back there. Only my mom, wow. I have a mom. My mom's in Brooklyn and I have an auntie in New York City still. So everyone's, okay. there's a mom and auntie in New York and everyone's back home. Brothers, sisters, dad, cousins, uncles, aunties, all back home. Crazy, crazy. And I've been here so 21 years now. Okay, yeah. So t- so take me back a little bit to, to tell me about your story. Remind the, the clocks a little bit. And tell me, I'd, like, I'd be curious to hear, when did you start kind of falling in love with, because um, you're a chef, right? Yeah, but, uh, yes, yes, yes. And I make this on the creek. Okay. And Cibolo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, a great restaurant. And it's in Austin or is it on the outskirts? It's actually closer to San Antonio. Yeah, it's okay. like just north of San Antonio, Cibolo, which is like about one hour from Austin. Okay. No traffic. Okay. You get here. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's more closer to San Antonio. Um, uh, yeah. I'd, like, I'd be curious to know when you kind of started falling in love with cooking yeah. and food and everything else take take, take but, me back to the earlier years of what that yeah. looked like in life well again this goes back to growing up back home in the caribbean man like food is a big part of the culture you know so we'll always yeah. get together and cook 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 so i've always been around family members cooking my dad my uncles mom everyone cooking so i'll always see it you know and then never up my dad for a bit but dad and mom separated but that had us for a while and I'd always see him cooking. And he taught me how to cook, actually, even in the beginning. And huh. I loved it. You know, I always yeah. loved cooking. Yeah. yeah, like most most stories, yeah, mom taught me how to cook. Mom taught me how to cook. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was actually my dad taught me how to cook. You know, and he's still yeah, a really good cook, too. You know? Yeah. And then after I moved to the States, I moved here in 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't cook in any restaurant. I cooked at a restaurant back home, actually. So my dad had a car service, right? Rental service. And... Yeah. It's a small island that thrives off of tourism, you know, and he was upset that I didn't want to work this in his car service. I wanted to work at a restaurant and yeah. he was so mad that his own son didn't want to work with him. <laughs> yeah. But now he gets it. You know, he gets yeah. it now, but I know he was yeah. so, so mad. He was so mad at me for was wanting to leave and go work for someone else and not for him, you know? Yeah. But I, yeah. 
I moved here and I realized, well, hey, I can make a career something I enjoy doing. You know, like what's the point of trying to find something you love when you already have something you love? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah, I positioned myself around some of the best chefs around New York and New Jersey and got it going, man. Honed my skills, read a bunch of books, worked at some of the best restaurants around, and never stopped. Basically, just no never kidding. stopped. Yeah. But when did that <laughs> yeah. when did that dream really start to like? grow and be like that's what i want to do or did it did you just kind of I follow it organically it was somewhere around uh it was when the first hopeless market opened in new york city uh, i remember the first the first hopeless market and i applied at the seafood counter because mm-hmm. i was like butchering seafood and all good stuff so i was a fishmonger first yeah so most chefs gonna tell you well i was dishwasher first i washed dishes for five ten years and all yeah, about yeah. so i was a fishmonger first i was butchering seafood all day long at Whole Foods. And huh. then, of course, I messed that up because of, you know, alcohol, drinking, all that crazy stuff. Messed that up. And uh, I'll just do get into later on. And um, Italy opened up. Mm. If you're Italy, I'll see me a second. Huge Italian market, similar to Whole Foods. It's, it's by uh, Meyer Battalion, Lady Bastianich, that group. And I went back to seafood also again, which I did whatever, butchering seafood. And so every department has a restaurant. Right? So there's a yeah. meat department and there's a meat restaurant. This is seafood, there's a seafood restaurant, pasta and so forth. And the, re- the restaurant was like right around the corner. And I'd always peek around the corner, look around the corner. And I'm like, God, that's so much fun. I want to do that so, 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 so bad. And got one foot in the door and never turned back, man. It's just so oh, much that's fun. Awesome. Yeah, you're getting to create. And I remember my first, first job in the kitchen. It was at a place called, uh, a smorgas chef. It was um, financial <laughs> district in New York City. It was yeah. 17 William yeah. Street, actually. And the yeah. chef was a Japanese dude named Rio. And I remember, I was just like, like small light prep work. And he was showing me how to hold a knife. And I remember saying to myself, there's no fucking way I could get this ever. I would never get this down. You have to pinch your fingers, make sure you're not you know, cutting yourself. And it, it wasn't comfortable. You yeah. know? And I remember saying, God, like, I love this, but... I can't do this, man. Now it's like breathing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't give up on it. And, and why did I Because uh, I feel like so many other men probably listening to the podcast have been in situations where they either gave up on their dreams or they did yeah. just believe that they couldn't do something, right? But how did you just keep well, leaning into it? You were just like... It's what you love. What is, it's what you love, what you got to do, man. Because yeah. I'm the kind of guy, like, if I get to something, if I get to a wall... It's not just the end. It's not a wall for me. Yeah. You know, I can get through that. You know, and if you just just put yourself in a mental space where it's not the end. It's just the beginning. Yeah. You know, yeah. it can never be the end. You know, when you, even when you think you're at that end, it's like, hey, I can go a little further. And yeah. it's I apply the same thing even the workouts. You know, when you feel like you yeah. can go a little more. Push one more rep. Push one more rep. Yeah. You can do one more. Yeah. You yeah. know, so right when you yeah. think you're at the end of it. Let's say, for example, on my culinary career, I could have said, fuck, yeah. I can't use a knife. I'll never forget this. I'll go pick up an be an electrician. I'll be a plumber. I'll go back to yeah. school, something else. But I'm like, nah, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know, so you got to do it. It's just the mindset, I, I feel like, for most guys, just getting yourself it, in that mental place. You know? Well, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And that's why I feel like yeah. that's, that's what kind of my brand focuses on. And what I talk about a lot in my book is just mm-hmm. how obviously how important mindset is. But I think guys yeah. know that like intellectually, they know it's mindset, but then to mm-hmm. actually put it into play into put their it lives, it's so much yeah. more difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's when the true. shit hits the fan that they're yeah. like, oh, you know, that's when we have the hard, a hard time kind of making things actually happen. Right. So it's through. just, it's true. yeah, I just got to imagine that uh, making that move from Trinidad and Tobago to, to the U.S. It was, was big, yeah. a scary yeah. one, right? And you were by yeah. yourself or did you know people? How did you even get up into the Northeast and like, well, when my mom and dad separated, yeah. my mom and dad separated a couple of years ago and then my mom moved here. So okay. my mom lived in Brooklyn the entire time. So even cool. before I moved permanently, I'll visit for vacation. Me and my other brother will visit for summers, for winters. Yeah. And after I graduated high school back home, I decided, well, okay, I'm going to move for good. 
you know, yeah. So my mom was here in Brooklyn, so I met my mom in Brooklyn after. So that's nice. That was a huge anchor, at least. Yeah, to be able to yeah. Have a, so it wasn't home base. Yeah, it wasn't like I came right away without never coming before. It was complete surprise. Yeah. Like I've been yeah. here a couple of times on vacation, so I knew what I was getting into. But at the same time, it's still a drastic change to live in a big yeah. city. You know, yeah. everything's so yeah. fast paced, but I feel like I adapted yeah. pretty fast. You know, like, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Right. <clears throat> well, let's. I want to hear more about uh, how did things end up going kind of sideways with, you know, drinking and alcohol and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, that all happened after nightlife. So I worked, so before the kitchen, well, during the kitchen, right right before the kitchen, I worked in retail. Okay. You know, and after retail, I met some guys in retail that worked in nightlife also. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it sounds fun. I mean, yeah. you're... I was what, maybe 20, 21, 22, 22 yeah, year old, yeah. New York yeah. City nightlife. Can't fucking pass that up. Then you get paid nah, to party. The <laughs> yeah. job, the job is to party, you know, like yeah. we're basically getting paid to bring out an, an attractive image to nightclubs, you know? Yeah. And you'll pay the promoters X amount of dollars to bring out an attractive crowd, and you'll seat that crowd next to spenders. You know, so let's say you have four or five guys that come in the nightclub. They're gonna spend shit tons of money. You're gonna sit. The, you're gonna seat those guys or put their tables between two of the promoters that has like 20, 30, 40 models next to them. Of course, these guys yeah. are gonna spend more. So that's the job, basically. It sounds sleazy as fuck, but that's the job. You know, we're paid to industry in my club. You know, mm-hmm. and alcohol was free. You know, the drugs were there. Everything was all free. It was all yeah. free. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I did that for roughly seven, eight years, man. Wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking every single night. Every, I mean, you had to show a good time, you know? I mean, there are guys that wouldn't drink and show a good time, but what are the chances? I mean, a group would come back out with you. Uh, I'm going to hang out with the silver guy tonight at this nightclub. So much fun, you know? But guys do it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm yeah. the kind of guy, I want to show a good time. I want to have a good time, you know? So, yeah. We'll pregame at the apartment, drink at home, get to the nightclub. We'll drink all the way till 4 or 5 a.m. And after that, we'll go to an after party. Yeah. That starts at like, yeah, that starts at like 5 a.m. And that will go to like 12 the next day or whenever the fuck you die. Or when you want to go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. it was rough. It was rough. It was really, really rough. So after that, I met my wife in nightlife. So she uh-huh. lived in New Jersey at the time. I lived in Brooklyn. And yeah. then we met, got together. And we were ready to have our first kid. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. Probably can't do this man, I think, for too much longer. You know, it's, yeah. it's just not, yeah. you know, you know. So I got into the kitchen in 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah, that's like I kitchen full time. And I was still working at like, well, some of the clubs are restaurants and nightclubs. Yeah. Right? So the restaurant by day, nightclub at night. You know, and after leaving nightclub at night like, like full time going into the restaurant i didn't stop drinking it's almost mm. the same damn thing in the restaurants mm. you'll find the alcohol you'll find drugs you know yeah so yeah did i really leave the atmosphere no i didn't you know so mm. the drinking never ended you know, mm. i'll wake up in the morning i have a glass of scotch seriously mm. yeah i'll get to the restaurant and i'll destroy the fucking kitchen wine as gross as it was i'll drink the kitchen wine I get home and mm. I keep drinking, and I never ended. I never ever ever stopped. I kept going, kept going. Ruined a lot of good opportunities, man. Really good up, really good opportunities. I remember mm. the day I got fired from Italy. I was hungover as fuck. I was hungover. I know Rick Darko. I came in, and the supervisor just did one of these. You know, they point at you and give you the finger to come over. And I said to myself, I, I was like, God, you fucked up another one. You know, I got fired that time. And on my way home, I'm like. At some point, you have to like fix this, man. Like, this is what you want to do, right? You said you yeah. want to cook. You said you want to grow. You want to get in this industry. You want to get better. This yeah. is not getting better, you know. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, it didn't end. You know, I still kept drinking. After I got fired from that position, I still kept drinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for the chef. His name is Jamie Knott in New Jersey at a place called Salad River Inn, you know. And he's also sober. I just, the guys in the kitchen was sober, and I did the same thing. I'd go there and I'd drink the kitchen wine, and then. The sous chef pulled me aside one day and he said, he says, hey, like, uh, we don't do this here, you know? And I'm like, I felt, once again, I felt really bad. Like, fuck, I fucked it up. 
he said, hey, mm-hmm. we don't do this here, man, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I apologize. And that same night, the chef called me, and he says, I have to protect this, man. I basically can't have you anymore. You know, because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't the right fit for that. I was still fucking up. You know, yeah. and it was at that point where I was like, you know what, man? This is stupid. And one morning, yeah. I got up to pour that glass of scotch. And I poured the glass of scotch. I took a sip of it, and I was like, I'm going to feel like this the entire day, man. And I quickly just dumped it. Quickly. Just dumped mm. it. I dumped the glass mm. of scotch. I dumped the bottle I had. And that was going four years ago now. Never had another wow. drink since, man. Wow. Cold turkey. Good for you. Cold turkey. Cold fucking turkey, just, man. Cold turkey. Just, yeah. Finally just hit you. And I, never, I never believed in the whole notion of, like, slowing down or one drink a day, two drinks a day. If you're going to stop, fucking stop. He didn't yeah. stop stopping you know? the whole one a day thing is just setting yourself up, man. You know, so yeah. I dumped it on and never had a drink since. You know, and I'll never bash it. I never say, oh, don't drink alcohol. Alcohol is bad. It's just not for me. I would fuck everything yeah. up. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. still make I'll still make you drinks. I'll I'll cook with it still, you know what I'm saying? I'm just not gonna sit here and casually have yeah. a fucking cocktail. It's just not yeah. for me. I would destroy yeah. everything. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, that was that was it was intense. Um, there were nights where I remember at after parties. The one night I vividly remember was we're upstairs in an apartment, and I remember I was like slouched in the wall, drinking out of a bottle, and I wanted to use the bathroom. The bathroom was occupied, so I I guess I went downstairs to use the bathroom, and I probably passed out somewhere in the, on the street. I woke up that morning at St. Vincent St. Mary's Hospital. That's when it was still open in New York was downtown Manhattan. It was somewhere on 7th Avenue. And I woke up at St. Vincent and Mary's Hospital. Um, I was in my hands, don't know where the fuck I was, terrified. So I just simply got up. And this is where I left one of my phones off. So I got up, took that reason, I just got dressed and I walked out to the hospital. And I got a bill a couple months later. <laughs> Ambulance ride bill. Ambulance rides aren't cheap. They're expensive. No. Also. You know, yeah. so... I guess that night I went downstairs. I tried to pee somewhere, passed out on the street. Someone called the ambulance, you know? Yeah. And I know at least, I can count on my fingers. I know guys that died from alcohol poisoning or passed out after parties yeah. and never made it, you know? So I got yeah. real fucking lucky throughout this entire time. Real, real, real lucky. And I look back at those times, so I'm like, damn, you were fucking up, dude. Like. That's really you. Like you hear these stories, like yeah. you know, that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, what do you What do you feel like though? Was there anything deeper to your alcohol abuse in that sense? Was it just a lack of like, were you scared ultimately? Was it uh, a relief of just? Oh, yeah, was, was there anything deeper than just the? It was a mixture thing because at the time. The marriage was also going a little south. It was it was also like a crutch, you yeah. know. Things weren't the greatest at home, you know. So I was like, okay, I could drink this off, you know, and I'll feel better the next day. And you wake up the next morning, it's the same thing, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it was more that I feel like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we grew up fine. I had a really nice upbringing, you know. Mom and dad was perfect, you know. We were yeah. fine. They didn't make it yeah. together, but. It was nothing traumatic at home at all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was more yeah. like on my end, you know? Yeah. Which I think just is an interesting thing because, yeah, I yeah. just feel like uh, a lot of stories are, hey, I started abusing drugs or alcohol or sex or something because my yeah. childhood was shitty was... or my dad used to beat me or exactly. now you're saying like, no, it just sounds like almost like um, things were so great. And then you just kind of got into the wrong crowd or not even the wrong crowd. This was part of the work, but it just exactly. slowly became part of it what you worse. do and your identity got worse. And before yeah. you knew it, if I hear you correctly, this was like full blown and you couldn't pull the, mm-hmm. the control back that well. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And then and my mom, friends was telling me, well, maybe we should try like, you know, AA meetings and all this stuff. And once again, not that I don't believe in that, because it helped a lot of people. It helped, yeah. folks. It helps. You know, but I'm just the kind of guy, I don't believe someone should convince me to do something I, I know I have to do. 
mm-hmm. even for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I knew yeah. I had to stop drinking to protect what I have. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to get better as, as a chef, as a cook, and as a person, as a dad, as a friend, as a husband, yeah. as an yeah. individual, period. Yeah. You know, so to do that, why, not why would I, but I didn't feel like I should have, like, take meetings and slowly stop drinking. I said, fuck that. If I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm not touching that again, because yeah. you know what? It, you know what's possible. I know what I destroyed. Yeah. And I had good opportunities, and I fucked it up, and I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, yeah. now as a chef, now I would smell alcohol. Even on the cooks, I would smell it. And I, I look back, I take my and I'm like, God, people always smelled me. Yeah. You know, and I would think, yeah. oh, I could chew in a mint and you wouldn't smell it. But yeah. people would always smell me. I had an interview. I remember I had an interview once. I forgot the name of the place on the Upper West Side. I lived in Jersey at the time. And I took a train into New York for the interview. And I was about 25, 30 minutes late for the interview. I stopped at a bodega. I got two beers and I chugged it before the interview. Yeah. And I, I got there and I fucking killed it, dude. I stodged. I made something really delicious, destroyed the interview. For sure, I know for yeah. sure I had the job. And I'm just sitting across like from the chef, and he was just looking at me, looking at me. He's just looking at me while I'm talking. And now that I think back and I smell alcohol on the guy's or oh, anyone breath now, I'm like, what a dummy Kai. Like, this guy yeah. was smelling you the entire time. You didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The entire time. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Like we feel like we're pulling the wool over people's eyes and everyone really knows what's going on. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Everyone knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows, man. Yeah, now I look back, I'm like, you're you're something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing that you did continue to get uh some some pretty cool opportunities, you know, even if you oh, yeah, messed sure. them up over and over sure. again. Yeah. Right? But so. everything happens for a reason, you know. Maybe I wasn't ready at the time. It all happens for a reason. Right. Right. You know? right. Nothing yeah. just happens for happening. Uh, Amen. There's a reason why it happened. How how much did things change after you just turned things off cold turkey? Oh, dramatically, man. It almost changed right away. Yeah, you know I mean? work and relationship and your health and I physically felt better. Physically, I lost a whole bunch of weight. You know, I physically felt better. Everything got better. Yeah. Immediately, you know. Being able to, to to concentrate to take on yeah. your great like a I wasn't worried about for focus. Yeah, better at home, better at work. I wasn't worried about driving drunk, dude. There was one night I drove from North Jersey to Central Jersey, which is about an hour and a half away. Zero recollection of it. Wow, Johnny, I sit wow. here right now, and I can still tell you, I get in the car, and I start the engine. And I, yeah. I do not remember. You have to drive on the Jersey Turnpike. I was going south on the Turnpike. And late nights, yeah. it's just trucks and all the drunk drivers. Yeah. <laughs> late nights. And it's I want to half drive one way. I have zero, zero recollection of exiting the Turnpike, getting on the Turnpike, driving on the Turnpike, parking yeah. the fucking car home. I don't know. I, I, till this day, I do not know how that happened. I was wow. And that was stupid. That was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That was so yeah. stupid. It was I could have died. <laughs> you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Of and look, it's just it's a miracle. It has to yeah. Be. yeah. 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 You know? Sounds like that's been uh, uh a, a regular so, occurrence for you is some like yeah. misses. Yeah. You know, and now and now I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore, you know. I, yeah. It's yeah. so much so more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. A lot more yeah, focused. A lot more, you know. Yeah. Feel better. Yeah. You know? The people around you change around you, you know, your crowd changes, you know. The people see you doing better. It's also inspiring for other folks, though, you know, because I had friends that hit me up months ago, years ago. I was like, hey, that's, you know, it's really cool what you're doing, man. Like, I can't believe you ever stopped drinking. I'm like, I can't believe you either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never thought I'd ever stop drinking, ever, ever yeah. in my entire life. Wow. You know, but here we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Here well, we are. it's not like you did You did end up having to experience enough pain of exactly losing jobs and whatever to finally be like, mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing? You know? What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost got to become so painful that it's more painful to continue doing the habit than it is to quit. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. And I feel like it's easier for some guys to say, well, okay, I can just do this another day because I can't quit today. It's so much going on in life. Dude, it's so much better after you quit. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Trust me, I had a blast working that life. I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. I'm not going to blame it. It's all, It was all me. But I'm honestly having more fun now than yeah. I was 10, 15 years ago. It sounds yeah. stupid, but I am. I am. Yeah. You I know? Know? I mean, I... I feel yeah. like that's the type of uh, energy that you bring. You just seem like you're always yeah. having a good time with, uh, always, with just enjoying life, but from a place of like grounded, you know, consciousness mm. rather than just being yeah. lost, you know? So mm -hmm. that's sure, huge. Sure. That's really huge. Yeah. Is, well, man. I saw on yeah. your, uh, on your Instagram, you were on a, were you on a season or an episode of Chopped? I was on Chopped, man. Yeah, that was really, really yeah. fun, too. That was fun. How was that? That what was... more about that experience? Ah, Chopped was cool. It was a whole long, long, long with you. So I applied in 2017. Okay. I applied in 2017. I got a call back somewhere around 2018. I did a phone interview, an initial interview in 2019. We filmed it late 2019, and it aired 2020. Cool. You know? Cool, cool. So... What they were saying was like holiday episodes would take even longer to air sometimes. But it was fun. I got there. We got there like 6 a.m. in the morning. It's early. So all day, it's all day long. 6 a.m. Yeah. And they would take us one by one, the chefs one by one, dish by dish, talk by talk. Yeah. They had us in a little holding room forever. It was really, yeah. really cool. It's, it is nerve wracking now because, I mean, you walk in the kitchen and there are the celebrity chefs on this side. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look over there just yet. We start freaking the fuck out, you know. Yeah, so you walk yeah, in, yeah. and there's I don't want to exaggerate, maybe 10 cameras lined off in front of you in yeah, front of the stove. And then yeah. you turn you turn around to face the stove. There's another two cameras facing the fucking stove. And yeah. on top of that, there's one guy that's following you around the kitchen. Yeah. So oh my gosh. I mean the nerves got oh out nerves got out the door really fast. And what was next to me was not getting chopped because I didn't have enough time. Yeah, you know, because I always watch the episodes and I see guys doing some really cool stuff and run out of time, you know. So my thing was to get it done as fast as fucking possible yeah. and execute, you know. So in the appetizer yeah. round, I was done. I was done with about five minutes left because I, mm. which is fast. Appetizer was good. Entree round, I was done with about eight minutes left in the entree yeah. round. Yeah. I was done with eight minutes left, man. So wow, wow. I basically beat myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. what did it for me was in that round we had a swordfish and uh, a gnocchi pizza. Okay. So it was a it was a pizza, a slice of pizza with gnocchi on it. Gnocchi has a filling. It yeah. was so fucking yeah. weird. So yeah. I made a booyah base and I dumped all the filling in there. It was delicious. What I got chopped was overuse of saffron, uh. which could be a, a little floral if you use too much of it. But I'm looking at my uh, my competitors next to me, and the swordfish is butchered inconsistently. So I know she'd have one to cook fish, which she did. Yeah. If you look at yeah. the episode, I said it to you, her fish was undercooked because it was all inconsistently butchered. And the other yeah. guy, his was overly spicy. So I'm like, fuck, man, a little bit of saffron, whatever. Yeah. But it was fun. After that, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff happened after that. I was um, I got to be the chef de cuisine for Eat Not Money in New York City at Balabusta. I was a CDC lawyer, and she was the one that took me to the James Beard Foundation. We cooked, we did two dinners at the Beard House and one off-premises dinner at Chelsea Market. And yeah. after working after working for her, that's when I don't know what happened, but someone put me into the, uh, the chef's boot camp. It might be Enoch. And um, I did the chef's boot camp in 2021. Yeah. And then we went to Chicago last Monday for the, uh, the last awards they did for the um advocacy meetup so there's a lot of cool stuff happening that's going on that i'm really excited about so that's you pretty know? cool so it definitely did open some doors for you it did it actually did it really really did it did it did that's really it cool. definitely did. that's really cool it did yeah what i you know where where would you have been that was what mm -hmm. the end of 2019 was when so that was though shortly yeah. after you stopped drinking yeah i was getting ready to move here yeah Dude, the morning, 
the morning on my way to the top studios to yeah. film, I chugged two beers. You know, I got on this range. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> that same morning. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's like I yeah. couldn't do anything without fucking drinking. Yeah. 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 It was intense. Intense. What have been what have been some of your bigger kind of takeaways or life lessons you feel like now that you can look back? You've you've lived long enough. Obviously, you still have your prime ahead of you, but yeah. you can also look back and be like, okay, there's some amazing things to life and beautiful mm -hmm experiences with your, I'm sure, with your family and everything else, but there's also some big lessons that you've walked away with. What are some of those that <clears throat> telling a younger version of yourself, like, hey, no, I'm not even telling your younger self, but what's, yeah, what are some of the bigger kind of life lessons you feel like you've learned so far that you would want to pass along to your children or to someone who what I would say is like, younger? Your environment matters. Your environment. Mm -hmm. Environment matters. Had I been, let's say, I was doing, for example, real estate or anything else besides nightlife, right? Outside yeah. that environment, it wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been that intense. It wouldn't have been that crazy. Yeah, for sure. You know, like they'll say, like you've seen. I've seen videos where you'll see like dogs and, for example, lions are coexisting together yeah. because somehow that dog or lion got into each other's environments at a young age and yeah. they adapted to it. They got to work together. Like you wouldn't it's not something you normally see together. You know what I'm saying? So you had this young 20-year-old kid in that environment and you got something as that. So I would say watch the environment, the people you keep around you. And just believe in yourself and don't stop, man. Like you believe in something, stick by it. And yeah. I have this thing where I'll make a plan and I say, well, I'll make a plan B. You know, say plan A doesn't work, I'll fall back on plan B. You already fail that plan A when you're making mm. that plan B. You already mm. fail plan A. You know, the moment you say, hey, um, I'll stop drinking, but maybe two days, you know, I'll slow down. You, you failed already, dude. You already yeah. failed. So yeah. I, I don't make a plan B. I make the plan A, and I stick to that, and I execute, and I make that plan fucking happen. Your mindset. Yeah. You have to put it... Yeah. If, if I put in my mind, okay, if plan A doesn't work, plan, plan B will work. That's your mindset already. I'm already focused yeah. on plan B. I'm focused on yeah. failure, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so just yeah. stick to your gun, stick to your plan, watch your environment, people around you, and believe in yourself 100%. You know, had I not believed in myself, I'd have probably been sunken. I've been dead already. You know, but I believe there was more to do, you know, there's so much yeah. more to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you think it's fun, this happiness, there's so much more fun out there. There's so much more, so many things you can do. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about myself, like, watch your environment, believe in yourself, stick to your plan, you know? Your environment, aka, uh, not only your environment, but the people that you're shining yourself with, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like the, you said. The, the folks you listen to, the folks you're talking to. Yeah, and 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 not allow those people or those environments, like you said, to have a uh, to have a safety net. Right? Exactly. To just, exactly. Just to be all in yeah. on your goals, your dreams, mm -hmm. whatever you're focusing on, right? Yeah. Not have any distractions, right? Exactly. Yep. 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 And then you know, moved moved to Texas and met the guys in Austin, the Empire Brotherhood, and that was just that's why that's so magical for me. I'm like, this fucking exists, man. Mm, <laughs> you, know, like, you you felt that firsthand, man. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is insane. You know, so yeah. now I drive from the Broncos to Austin, which is about a solid hour for that workout every week because I know how powerful wow. it is. You wow. know, it's a physical workout, but it's also really, really good mental work too. You yeah. Know? Like I said, good to be around yeah. other guys who are doing yeah. the work. Yeah. You know, exactly. Good, good energy. Yeah. And I didn't have that there. You know, the guys I had there was the partiers. They wanted to do the same thing I was doing. You know, I mean, it was the partiers, the drinkers, you know, it was, there wasn't any kind of support system like that there. You yeah, know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I see, that's why a lot of guys want that in their city. Like, oh, I want this group in my city. I wish this group of men in my city. It's, it's rare. It's very rare. You know, like, you'll mostly group of women coming together, you know, 
holding each other accountable, being involved with each other, but you don't see group of men getting together like that because, you know, you right. think, oh, I'm a man, I'm too strong for that. I don't want to crowd with another strange man. I don't want to tell another man my story. I don't want to be vulnerable with another strange man. Like, it doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. I build yeah. up and let go, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so Power, yeah, mm. powerful to be in a, in a group of men, like you said, that yeah. all kind of moving towards the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. That's yeah. huge. Where mm -hmm. does uh, what what is the the next level for you and your your career and your personal life look like? What are you what are you aiming at now? That you're oh, about? I'm expanding. I'm excited for brick and mortar restaurant, man. I think we want to expand pretty soon at the restaurant. You know, there's cool. we have space next to restaurants, so that's the idea. Expanding restaurants, man. That's what I wanted to open restaurant tour around. Yeah. I won't say around the world, but I won't go that far. You know, but yeah. Short term, girl, we'll I'll open another restaurant here. Out in Texas, so back home, back in the East Coast. Yeah. You know, I started yeah. the spice line, the spice by Kai stuff. It's funny. So throughout my years of cooking, being a line cook, I'd always yeah. like We'll season stuff with that. And I remember things we'll do. And then during yeah. the pandemic, I started putting those things together. But the idea was to create a craft spice. You know, there's like craft brewery, this really funky, cool craft beers out there. That it was a craft spice. So yeah. I bought this really cool dehydrator. And um, so I'm drying out fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And turn them into powders and creating a spice out of those powders from fresh fruits and vegetables. Cool. Everything's cool. organic. There's no crazy stabilizers in them to keep them fresh. It's super, super small batch. You know, it's just the spice mix. Yeah. And so what I did the night, the night on chop, we had a, I think we had a, was it a skirt steak in Appleton's around? And I'm like, cool steak. I'm going to chop my spice out. So what I did yeah. was they had coffee. They didn't have the mushroom spice because I, I get fresh mushroom. Try it out, make a mushroom powder, mix it with coffee, and I do pineapples, oranges, cumin, coriander, anything you want, basically. So yeah. they just had coffee, coriander, and some regular spices. I mix that together, and they fucking loved it. Blew their mind. So that same night the episode aired, it was the night when I released the bag on Etsy. The Spice Black Eye bag. I sold six bags that week. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so I kinda, yeah, so I kind of used my little marketing genius up there with that, you know. For sure, yeah, for sure. I've had a lot of time to really focus on it because of the restaurant and everything, but sure. it's something I really want to get back into and, you know, release some more craft spices that's folks going to enjoy using, you know, and it's something for you to use. It's not a spice for you to put in your spice rack and use it once in the blue. You're going to use, you're going to want to use it right away. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, I, did, I did pop on Etsy and, and see that of yours, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, but I love that. At this point, it's still like, you said small little batches. You're doing it. Yes, you know, it's small batch. Like, small batch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, uh, huge production per se, and you still got. Uh, and the stuff. I mean, human the stuff dries out within. Yeah, within two days, you know, the stuff is drying. When it's dry, I'm, I mix the spice and I made it right out to you. That's so <laughs> yeah, cool. that's really, really cool. I'll put that. Uh, I'll put that link in the show show notes so people can check it out and nice, and nice, grab nice. some. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. I, I like the idea. So you're gonna stay kind of local to where you're at, or you you don't know where that'll take you in terms of opening other restaurants, or you're I, happy with where you're at right now in Texas? Yeah, I'm enjoying Texas, man. It's yeah, not weirdly enjoy. I know I wanted something more quiet, like than the East Coast, because while I was in New York City, I moved to Jersey, and I thought Jersey was quiet. You know, so I'm like, cool. Yeah, right. I'm not in I'm not in the city anymore. You know, yeah, it's nice yeah. and quiet in Jersey, and then. My wife, she's originally from San Antonio. You know, okay. so after the pandemic, I mean, we always entertain the fact of like moving to San Antonio at some point back with her family, all that good stuff. And then the pandemic hit, and we we're like, okay, here's the time, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. and I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, you got me to move to Jersey. Now I'm going to Texas. What the fuck, <laughs> yeah. man? That's, yeah. that's a stretch. Yeah. But I got yeah. here and I liked it, man. I enjoy it. I'm still enjoying it. And uh, the folks been really, really cool. And then before you get here, you'll think like, yeehaw, cowboy boots and fucking hats. You know? yeah. It's way more yeah. than that, man. It's way more than just yeehaw, cowboy yeah. boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's sweet. And you have uh, yeah. a couple of kiddos now, right? Yeah. So I have four totals. So I have two teenagers, 
So I have an 18 year old, 17 year old back on the East Coast. My son, he's in the Bronx, Bryce. And then my daughter, Jeannie, yeah. in Pennsylvania. And then Nala Kaidi, two babies, and my wife here in Texas for this. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, so I am completely yeah. done. No more. Yeah, you're done. You <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I leave, yeah. Bro, I leave the population to you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna up here eventually. I'm gonna be a late start. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. That's cool. I can see. I, I can imagine you've got a great relationship with your kids, and probably love that that point yes, uh, of, of fathering, kind of passing along uh, things that you got from from your parents, right? I love it. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. It's so good time. It's so good yeah. times we had. Like my dad always tells like stories. It's the same thing here. It's always yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You're still pretty tight with your dad. Yeah, we're super cool, man. Really close. That's great. It's yeah. been a, a he was good, just, I mean, it's, he was here last summer. Oh, was he? Yeah, he visited Texas last summer. He came. Oh, that's cool. I took him around a bit. Yeah, I took two weeks off of work. Got a vacation. Yeah. yeah. He spent some time with Yeah, we're really cool. Knowing, knowing, uh, knowing just how tight you are with your, your mom and your dad and how much you appreciate the, that relationship, how mm -hmm. do you feel like that's impacted your ability to – parents your children and some oh, of those things that you've yeah because i feel like a 100%. lot of guys like, to, like yeah. I mentioned, I, that i talk about on the podcast myself <laughs> included will either have mom or dad have like an estranged relationship or like something yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. right with mom or dad you know so it's yeah. rare that i meet someone like you like no, rare, I'm yeah. with both of them you know with both parents yeah i mean they separated yeah. yes but they kept it solid for us still at the same time you know yeah. so yeah that's where it's because it's important. You know, it's like a blueprint for yourself to give on to others, show to my kids. My kids will show their yeah. kids, and it trickles down generations, generations True. to come. True. Because you know, like I'm, I meet guys even at the workout, and even Father's Day, I sent a picture of me and my dad, and I said, "Hey, like, if your dad isn't around, or if you if you're in some weapons your dad, here's me and my dad. You know, we can share my dad for the day. <laughs> you know, because I know the kind yeah. of man he is, yeah. so opening and welcoming." You know, he's still yeah. nursing. He'll gladly accept anyone. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to share that with everyone else. You know, like mm. having mm. both parents there and solid was really, really helps. Really, really matters. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Oh, it matters sure. so much. You get a solid Especially foundation. Like, yeah. And it messes up a lot of folks. And I was, I was worried about that. Like, you know, okay, if my marriage goes south, it's going to hurt the girls so much. You know, it's going to destroy yeah. them, you know? Like, we're not have to yeah. work even harder to keep that solid for the girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's well, important it's stuff. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what I what I like about your perspective and your life is just that mm -hmm. it's it's similar to so many in the sense of, like, man, you're working hard. You're going mm – -hmm. you're, you're working late. You're yeah. you know, also having to work on your relationship with your spouse, your kids. There's just a lot yeah. – your health – you're traveling to, mm -hmm. to hang out with a good tribe of guys. Like you're doing, you're putting in the time, you're doing the, the hard work of doing keeping your work. mental health where it needs to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, sir. it's just nice to see that it pays off, you know, versus guys that might be listening to this and be like, Oh, I know I need to make a change, but is it really uh, worth it? You know, it's really yeah. going to change things. It sounds like it, it really does. does for you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Again, mindset, man. You know, if you're thinking, if your mindset is, is it really going to change? Is it, is it worth it? You're yeah. already fucked. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like how you got to think is like, it is going to change. It is going to get better. I will make it better. And you, you feel yeah. better hearing yourself, you know, saying those things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Self-talk, yeah. man. Positive self-talk. Yeah. Positive I mean, self-talk. Don't get me wrong. I'm not always bright and shiny and always happy. I get dog times off. I get sad. I get sure, you know, but I sure. I snap out of it very quickly. You know, I don't stay there. Yeah, because you know, what's the point of staying out there? You know, I agree. It does I nothing. Agree. It does nothing for you. Nothing for the folks yeah. around you. You don't feel good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't like feeling yeah. like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. they're yeah. dark days, yeah. but I snap right out of it. I snap out of it really fast and say, "Hey, get the fuck up, man." You know? Yeah, yeah. I snap out of it. Do you have any uh, mentors? Are there people that you listen to on podcasts or books or anything that you do to kind of focus on that mindset? Is anyone that you model after? You know what's funny, Johnny? You know what's funny, Johnny? This is my first, first, first podcast ever being yeah. on. 
yeah. probably listen to maybe two or three. And of course, I say because I'm so busy. I'm blaming on being busy, but it's the yeah. truth. I'm I'm running around so much. I can barely respond to my parents when they freaking text me. You know, but yeah. in my entire life, I listen to maybe two or three podcasts. As yeah. far as books, I'm reading um, Johnny Ostas's book, and I just yeah. got this other book, um, Father's Day, seven successful about seven six people in life. Things that yeah. seven things people do. You know, yeah. I started reading that yeah. too, but I've just been blessed to have a really solid mindset to stay straight, man. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'll wake yeah. up in the morning, you know, I'll do some breath work while I work out, drink my mushroom coffee, you know, just start the day, man. I love yeah. it. Keep it simple, yeah. right? Keep it simple, keep it simple. Trying to do too much. Yeah. You know, and it's something I see in the kitchen where I apply in my everyday life also. Like, you make a mistake today, right? I focus on it and I let it go. And the next yeah. day, I'm, I will do a little better. Mm. You know, and if I, if, if I can have that mindset every single day where I do a little better than yesterday, yeah, you're not even thinking about being better. Total. You know, being better is going to be automatic. You know, yeah. being better will just happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it takes the stress off of saying, okay, I got to have a good month. I got to have a good month. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yeah. Just yeah. try, just try, just try a little bit at a time. So just today, just try being a little, just not doing what you did yesterday. And it's called learning and growing. Yeah. You know, yeah. If we're not learning, we're not growing. If we're not growing, we're not yeah. learning. You know, exactly. Like, Incremental progress, though, not trying to take on. Huge, huge change. Exactly. Just a little bit every single yeah. day makes a big difference in Just compounds, right? A very little bit. As long as you're learning. So I, I apply yeah. that in my everyday life, you know, not just the kitchen, but yeah. at home, everywhere, everywhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going mm -hmm. back to what you said earlier, um, if you're really going in doubting kind of the mindset piece of it or whatever, aka you're mm -hmm. ultimately having some sort of like safety net. Well, I can I can kind of yeah. listen to these things. I can kind of go and work on my mindset. But if it doesn't work, I'll just yeah. fall back to this. It's just, that's probably not going to work. You just got to be like committed to having a healthy exactly. mindset, having a good, exactly. good tribe of people around you, right? Block so, blocking out the negativity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, folks are going to try to tell you, well, well, that might work. What if you do something else? It might work for you because that's your mindset. You know yeah. what I mean? So blocking yeah, those yeah. people out, blocking that out, you know, because folks can always try to tell you, well, what if, you know? Yep. What if yep. I fucking do it? Yeah, what if that? Yeah. 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 What if you actually succeed? Exactly. Yeah. Not what if it doesn't work out. I mean, of course, shit wouldn't go your way the entire time. But if you just put yourself in that mindset, it helps. Yeah. It helps. You know, and it, energy follows, man. Energy follows. I believe that. Energy yeah. follows. You know, yeah. The energy you put in is what you get out of it, you know? Totally, you, totally. You put a shitty energy into it, you'll get shit out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I do, and I also kind of agree in the sense that, uh, like you said, keeping keeping your, I mean, there's just so much about morning mm -hmm. rituals and all that stuff. You're just kind of keeping things oh, yeah. simple. Right. Yeah. Focusing yeah. on, on just continuing. The routine is also forward. important, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Building a yeah. routine, you know? I mean, you don't have to wake up and work out and prep work every morning. Just build a yeah. routine. Whether you're waking up, touch your fucking toes, cup of coffee, walk out the door. That could be your routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Nothing too start crazy. with a simple routine. Simple routine. Consistency. Wake up. Mm -hmm. I mean, take 10 deep breaths, stretch your fucking arms, and just walk out the yeah. door. That could be your yeah. routine. It doesn't have to be anything yeah. complicated. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just build a routine, and you'll find yourself... Within receives and other aspects of your life, and before yeah. you know it, change is happening, growth is happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was similar yeah. to you too, to be totally honest. Like I've been doing this podcast since the beginning of COVID. Essentially, I started yeah. actually a couple of weeks nice. before COVID, um, mm -hmm. but I hadn't listened to many podcasts for years. Yeah, I never really listened. Yeah, it's just been the last like year that I started getting into podcasts a little bit more. Yeah. but I just that's yeah. not been the way that I've you know grown. I'm the same way. Or mm -hmm. listen to books, you know, watch videos yeah. on YouTube, right? So yeah. Yeah. there's no right or way, wrong way to do it, but yeah, it's exactly. kind of curious to see what you kind of use to <laughs> to support your mindset and to yeah. inspire yourself. But mm -hmm. yes. and even when I even when I read books, again, like I, I can't just sit here and read a book in like one day. 
Yeah. I'll do a little at a time. I'll do a page or two at a time, a little at a time. I want to stretch yeah. it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little at a yeah. time. I think it's good. I think it's healthy. And just like mm-hmm. you just, you're living a busy life, you know, and I think that just goes to show that, like, you know, just a little bit every single day, like you said, can make mm-hmm. a huge difference. So for guys that are bit. listening and kind of maybe they're struggling in one area or not, they just need to focus on, like, literally just – you just the now that yeah. that one percent improvement a day, mm-hmm. just one percent, yeah, you know, yeah. improvement makes a huge mm-hmm. difference, you know. So big difference, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, thank you for hanging with me this this early um, morning, drinking, your, thank drinking you, your coffee with me. Yeah, it's of good course, to hear your story. I'm really proud of the 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 turnaround you've made. Like, where would you be if you really hadn't had the courage to just stop cold mm-hmm. turkey? Like you said, like yeah, you probably yeah, had so yeah. many different near misses that life could have been completely different right of course of course yeah that uh obviously god has something pretty powerful for you to (laughs) to have done and continue to do you know i'm looking forward to that for sure yeah yeah it's pretty cool for sure but thank you for for hanging out i'm gonna put uh your etsy link in the the show notes um yeah nice 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 now we go back i gotta come out there and visit you man well, you got it. Yeah, anytime, dude. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, yeah. Colorado is a beautiful place. Not it looks to beautiful. It's like 30, out there. Thirty degrees cooler than Austin. I like that, you know? dude. I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah. I love no it. Humidity, I love it. I love it. No bugs. Yeah, it's not bad. It's perfect. Not bad yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, the bugs freak me out. Snakes and yeah. spiders bug me out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you got plenty out here. You got plenty in uh, in Austin. So, uh, yeah, yeah. and then I also would love to to watch the. Your the chopped episode, yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. season 40, it's season 47, episode four. Okay, and yeah. the name of the episode cool. is Want a Gnocchi Sandwich, but I send it all to you. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I love that. I love that, dude. Well, thank you for hanging with me. Thanks for taking your thank uh, you, Johnny, man. time, not sleeping in. Sir. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. And thanks for being thank on. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Right, Take care. I'll see you again, brother. Later. Bye. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.